Hi, this is Ron Hagen. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Excellent Fiduciary Podcast. Today's topic focuses on the role that human resources plays in managing an enterprise's business risk. To set the tone for our discussion, we're going to be talking about the fees paid to the businesses that provide services like record keeping and investment advice and how they have come under such intense scrutiny. Many executives who negotiate uh, their retirement plan vendors' costs are just now learning the seriousness of the consequences of overpaying. Employers, large and small, in every industry sector are experiencing costly lawsuits by disgruntled employees related to the costs the employees are paying for the services in their retirement plan fees. And the employees are complaining about how this is reducing the overall effectiveness of the plans and certainly the amount of money they have available uh, at the point of retirement. Well, in today's episode of the Excellent Fiduciary Podcast, we're going to discuss the easily detectable symptoms of an excessive vendor fee arrangement. But first, let's review the rule that affects fee negotiations with retirement plan vendors. Enterprises that sponsor retirement plans are required to protect their employees from paying excessive compensation to vendors that serve plans like 401k and 403b. The failure to do that is a breach of fiduciary duty and violates the Employee Retirement Income Security Act, or ERISA. Violations of this fundamental responsibility of a fiduciary have fueled lawsuits against some of the nation's most respected businesses and institutions of higher learning. Complaints about excessive vendors' fees are high on the list of reasons that employees file complaints against their employers with the U.S. Department of Labor. So excessive fees are a big deal, and they're becoming more and more central to the kind of risks that retirement plan sponsors are facing in today's marketplace. The potential damage to an employer's finances and reputation transcends the risk from lawsuits and regulatory action. And what I mean by that is that the risk of excessive retirement plan fees and the legal consequences that flow from that embrace more than human resources operations. It threatens an entire enterprise. Well, in recent years, there have been several changes in the way that services are delivered to employee benefit plans and the provider's compensation for having provided those services. Some of these changes have improved efficiency, like the, the use of technology within the record-keeping community. Uh, but services and benefits in many cases have remained constant and in some cases declined as vendors seek ways to increase their bottom line. The complexity resulting from these changes has also made it more difficult for plan sponsors to understand what the services, what the vendors are getting paid to provide, what those services are. So consequently, the U.S. Department of Labor commissioned a change to ERISA that requires greater disclosure from vendors about their fees. Uh, defined in ERISA Section 408B2, which is often referred to as the reasonable fee rule or simply the fee rule, is a mandate that vendors provide disclosure and specifications of their services for plan sponsors to evaluate. Although introduced in 2012, employers have been slow to respond to the duty that the fee rule codified for retirement plan fiduciaries 
many to their regret. In effect, the fee rule is a supply chain management statute. The supply chain for ERISA retirement plans includes vendors that represent various organizations that include insurance companies, banks, some private businesses, registered investment firms, and risk management specialists. Consolidation among some of these vendor groups has grown in recent years and really continues unabated even in today's market. The reorganization of the vendor market for record-keeping and investment advisory services has produced less competition in those arenas, which threatens the quality of the survivor's services if they fail to manage the combinations. And what I mean by that is we have combinations underway right now where tens of thousands of retirement plans are involved in the combination of record-keeping organizations. One firm, uh, for example, uh, I'm thinking of at the moment, provides record-keeping services for in excess of 30,000 retirement plans, 401k plans, which were acquired by another organization in a recent consolidation. The test of the effectiveness of that consolidation on those plan sponsors remains to be seen as the acquiring enterprise aggregates these and involves and integrates these plans into its current operations. And there is evidence that, uh, based upon recent experience, that not every combination results in better services and more effective fee structures for the clients. And what uh, the other consequence is that these kinds of combinations enforce many employers into plan conversion in recent years to move from one vendor to another. Well, I've spoken about the record-keeping industry and uh, brought the spotlight to bear to a bit on the consolidations underway, underway in that industry, and rightly so. But the registered investment advisory industry is changing in many ways, too. Technology is helping investment firms be more efficient in the way they operate. Their profitability is increasing. But there's also a trend toward mergers and acquisitions in that industry that are causing a danger for retirement plan sponsors because of the way in which the fiduciary support that the vendors have traditionally provided is being compromised. What I mean by that is that uh, some organizations that are basically broker-dealers, they're just brokers in, in effect, without any kind of accountability to a fiduciary standard of care under ERISA, are acquiring registered investment advisory firms, which do have a fiduciary responsibility under the 1940 Investment Advisors Act. This gives the brokerage firm the opportunity to at least infer in advertising and marketing that they are a fiduciary, when in fact that's not exactly quite, quite right. And only later, when the fiduciary support is needed, does the client, the retirement plan sponsor, discover that the fiduciary support they thought they had doesn't exist. Well, making vendor selection and pricing decisions is complex for another reason for executives and human resources, who are the principal negotiators of fee arrangements. Choices are shrinking. For example, our search for record-keeping services for our clients formally embraced as many as 10 well-reputed providers, 10 organizations who were high-quality candidates to serve in a record-keeping capacity. Our most recent engagements find the numbers shrunk to as few as five. 
consolidation of these kinds of vendors should concern employers. In the long run, mergers may not be suitable for their firm or their plan's participants. And consequently, those who have benefited the most from these, these accommodations tend to be the vendors, not retirement plan sponsors and their employees. Well, let's look at the anatomy of, uh, of an excessive fee. We hear that term excessive fees talked about. Uh, it's not that difficult, frankly, to detect whether there's an, effect, uh, uh, an excessive fee in place. And let's talk about what I mean by that. First, the fee rule requires an employer to evaluate their vendor's compensation disclosures, conclude if the disclosures are adequate for the employer to analyze them, and then ultimately to decide whether the fees are reasonable. The rule also requires that retirement plan executives document the method they use to come up with their conclusion of the fairness of the fees their participants in plans are paying. The subject of inappropriate compensation should be a dominating theme for employers. Vendors such as stockbrokers, record keepers, and third-party administrators are not accountable to a fiduciary standard of care under ERISA. As a consequence, they're somewhat free to conceal other sources of compensation that may not have any bearing whatsoever on the services they provide to a retirement plan, and they can also engage in conflicts of interest that have the potential to inflate fees beyond what are necessary. In addition, asset-based fee arrangements result in automatic and unmonitored fee increases as plan assets increase in value due to contributions and market valuations. This is an area that the courts are taking a specifically hard look at, and there's a strong movement among many retirement plan sponsors to look seriously at causing their investment advisory firms to be uh, to change to a flat fee-based only compensation arrangement as a result of litigation. And we'll t spend just a moment talking about uh, the litigation issue. There's a, a stunning growth in lawsuits underway as the federal courts have all seen a flood of class action lawsuits against employers and senior managers for alleged violations of ERISA in connection with excessive fees in the defined contribution plans that the employers sponsor. Most of the lawsuits make eerily similar claims. They charge that record keeping and investment fees are too high. And a chilling development in this growth in lawsuits is the number of smaller plans that are now embroiled in legal action. And that marks a big change in the plaintiff bar's early strategy of a few years ago, which at that time pursued only employers in the large plan end of the retirement plan market. Litigation involving excessive fee allegations is now moving down market. Well, before we close today, let's summarize what we've covered. Evaluating the fairness of retirement plan fees is not a good do-it-yourself project for employers. It's best to use an expert who can uncover the hidden fees and other pitfalls that may exist in current vendor arrangements. And such an expert should be vendor neutral in order to de-risk an enterprise's legal and regulatory exposure. And what I mean by vendor neutral is it's best to have a specialist to conduct fee arrangement evaluations that is not also a provider of the kinds of services a retirement plan would 
engage. Analyzing a vendor's fees for reasonableness can drain time, money, and resources from a, an employer and leave it exposed to a severe legal liability if it's not done correctly. Vendor's fee structures are confusing, and a fee opinion from a firm like Roland Chris can eliminate the confusion and reduce your enterprise's risk. In summary, risk management for a retirement plan sponsor involves more than just purchasing fiduciary liability insurance. The best insurance is to pay only reasonable fees to retirement plan service providers. We hope you'll make plans to join us for our next podcast. You may connect with Roland Chris on LinkedIn. We make frequent posts there on this and other fiduciary management topics. Visit our website at rolandchris.com. Thank you for joining us today and have a fantastic day.